0: Welcome welcome this is your boy Rodney Perry King himself and you just tuned into the soulfully conscious podcast for humans simply being humans this is a nice nice great special delivery coming to you after a very spicy spicy situation that i would love to speak to you guys about today we're talking about white people and something that they've done yet again it's only been 30 excuse me two seconds since why people have done something very questionable. So Buckley Seats and this is a very, very dope special delivery. Alright. Let, 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 Let me tell you Let me tell you Let me tell you. So 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 what are we talking about? I am talking about, yet again, something that's very, very questionable, and it certainly has caused so much friction amongst the black community and the black community resides where anywhere Twitter is because black Twitter is Twitter. And it's been yet again another interesting debate of black cultural nonsense in relation to whiteness being amongst that black culture. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, I am talking about a very viral situation, viral conversation that occurred on Twitter this past weekend. And I go to hip hop wired who had, I believe one of the best comprehensive um, takes on all of this. And I'll read a few excerpts from that being Twitter is ablaze with an ongoing debate about hip, how hip hop should be presented at the National African American History and Cultural Museum. And by whom? Timothy Ann Burnside, a cultural historian and museum specialist with the Smithsonian, happens to be a white, uh, excuse me, white woman. And a question raised by a Twitter user has morphed into a varying strands of opinions. These varying strands being very interesting to me is what make this whole thing very, very juicy. That random Twitter user was someone by the name, with the screen name of at DJ Chubb E Swag. And his, essentially what caught the wind of all this, and he essentially found out about this because it was something that is a very important roles of course there was a press release about it by the museum themselves and he tweets this on thursday of last week there is a white woman white you guys didn't know white was spelled with a q right white woman curating the hip-hop part of the N M A A H C smithsonian who let this shit happen Question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. And I read again from Hip Hop Wired. From there, many of Burnside's compatriots and colleagues have come to her defense despite getting a strong cosign from public enemies. Chuck D. First, let's address this. So not only does this occur, but this occurred and immediately she was defended and immediately. Her essentially her qualifications and her being verified was something that was immediately spoken about. Now, before I get to my because this this is not going to be long, as you can see, because so much has been said and you can do the work yourself and create your own opinions. But this is me giving my whole take after you. I've kind of dissected and seen all sides of this situation. And there's really only one side you can take on the situation. Call me a hypocrite, not call me a hypocrite, but call me biased. But I'm gonna always be pro black with most situations. Is that problematic to some? But when you're talking about black progress, you're most of the time going to be on the right side if you're closest to black women. And that's just what it is. But I say I say that to say this. Getting a cosign does not verify you amongst the culture. One thing, one stereotype that we're trying to move away from is essentially not being not having to speak for the culture. Always what you've seen on Twitter with these people speaking out against Timothy and you have the people who are also coming to our defense or people who are giving their own individual opinions. These opinions can be seen as, you know, all kind of having some commonality. But in reality, these are individual opinions. Everyone, obviously, as you see, does not feel the same. So Chuck D does not speak for the culture. So because he co-signs and which to me, I already see is something that's very tone deaf because whoever essentially thought that that was going to be the credibility factor to allow for all of this to be something that was going to be fine with the rest of the community and the rest of the culture the people of the culture is a problem we you don't just get a cosign, you don't get the invite to the cookout and now you can bring the potato salad and we just believe that we're going to like that you don't get an invite to the cookout and then you we just let you take over the grill doesn't work that way one co does not work that way. Matter of fact, you can have a million cosines and it still may not work that way. But I move on. Um, I'll go back to Hip Hop Wired and say that uh, and I keep reading. Earlier this year, when the exhibit was announced to the public is when Chuck D essentially gave her that co And at DJ Chubby Swag's question, he pondered openly how Burnside became the best point person for such an exhibit he took on heavy criticism for his initial salvo and I continue to read Um, and this comes from at way before hashtags says I used to work very closely with her she's amazing and we can talk about it offline especially since I know you personally and know you appreciate art in any form I look forward to reconnecting we can't just talk about diversity and not be about it. This is one stance that has been pushed to us. And I think it's best to be said that DJ Chubby Swag from my own kind of research. I think he's actually a, a DJ in the local DC area, probably the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. So, you know, look him up, check him out. You know, book him if you need him. What I think is interesting about all of this is that this is one stance and I'll read it again. I'll read the last part of it again says, especially since I know you personally and know you appreciate art in any form, I look forward to reconnecting. We cannot just talk about diversity and not be about it. What I want to say is, is that the wanting and the longing for diversity when it comes to black people being involved in spaces where we not only should be in the spaces that we could be in and have been shut out of. It does not work in reverse. Understand that. That because there is an all black space, because you have a BET, because you have a black girl's rock, because because you have an all black space does not mean that that space is getting to has to get to a point where it eventually starts to be extremely inclusive. It doesn't work like that. sad part about that, that is how things have been working for a very long time. Diversity does not work both ways. But yet we are always the ones who are very liberal about who we're letting into what we do. As you see, i.e. with Timothy Ann, i.e. with HBCUs. Not all, of course, because you literally at my school, you maybe had I could count how many white people were there. But it's a simple fact of like you you have all white situations and institutions and conglomerates where there has yet to be a black person to even walk into the room, into the building, um, have a name in the system. And that is the difference. It's they don't have to have what they haven't had from us when you already have a whole bowl full of things, you don't need to get everything that don't need to get everything else because you already have had the ability to get everything else. If that makes sense, I'll keep going. One thing that I think is interesting is the defense, the immediate defense for Timothy Ann, who I might add has not said anything as of yet, has not came out and defended herself. Pretty, pretty, you know, crazy for everybody to kind of jump on the sword and especially so many black people to jump on the sword for her. It reminds me of Rachel Dolezal. Rachel Dolezal first came into the awareness of the culture we discovered that there literally was a white, white woman yet again, not trying to compare Timothy to her at all because Timothy seems to be doing something that's very great very commendable and seems to be good at her job obviously, but Rachel Dolezal was doing something that was very wrong she was literally impersonating, appropriating and so many other other things but masquerading as a black woman to essentially further her fetish Fetish as well as obsession with black culture. That is a problem, that's an issue, that is creepy as fuck. Because the fact of the matter is that she could be a way better ally by just claiming her whiteness. I understand that culture isn't always bound to a racial group. Racial culture can be shared, culture can be exchanged, and you can truly be a person of the quote unquote culture, whatever that culture being. But the fact of the matter is, is that culture and race are very well connected. They are, And we cannot separate those two things. They will never be separate. No matter how we splice it up, no matter where you grew up, you, you have to bring in the nuance because culture is nuanced. It just is. We got to understand that. And we can't make that gray because that is something that is truly black and white and also the nuance, the even more nuance on top of that is because we are in America where white people can have whatever they want, understand that so them being able to not only have everything they want but also be able to co-opt into your culture and then also be able to control things within your culture makes this whole thing flawed that's all I'm saying but I continue to read on Hip Hop Wire. From there, others began to chime in from all sides of the debate, largely supporting Burnside as a qualified figure for this venture. That's a wild thing to say. This is a museum created specifically to highlight black people. And our experience in America, and you're talking about diversity, really? We crave inclusion and acceptance that much? God bless. At Steph is dope on Twitter. In contrast, Twitter user at Vissy Will writes, no one said Timothy Ann wasn't qualified to do this role. That's not even what's up for discussion. The discussion was, were there no black people who have filled this role? Which is the valid question to ask about the curators of the blackest museum in the US. And they keep and they keep, furthermore saying, a fair point that has been contended." by some of the black Twitter's more visible voices who supported Burnside and banded together by some who feel the point of Ch- DJ Chubby Swag's question was missed overall. Now, this what, this is the part that is so trippy to me, is that something that I think, you know, was a, was very strange, you know, and I think, you know, so many people came back essentially apologizing essentially apologizing to DJ Chubby Swag because they felt that they reacted too fast. They didn't really think. They thought, oh my God, this is divisive, bro. It ain't that deep. Whatever, whatever, whatever. And they kind of threw away the culture a little bit. But after a lot of people kind of thought and gently thought about it, took took the personal out of it because they know her. They are familiar with her. They trust her. But the fact of the matter is is you got to bring all this into context and this is one thing that we can't just be a thing we can't let this be a thing and at fred t joseph says something that i believe is very very good point he says i don't know white, i don't know the white woman curating the hip-hop section in the national museum of african-american history and culture but i hear she is knowledgeable respected and an ally but the question is, wouldn't a true ally feel is not their place to take a role such as that? Mm. More about that later. As a straight male, I wouldn't curate an LGBTQ exhibit. Now, some people may feel that that comparison is very wide ranging. But the fact of the matter is, is that LGBTQ is yes. and I, It's not only an identity, it's gender, it's a sexuality and expression. It's so many different things. It's biology. It's so many different things within that. But there's culture who that comes with that as well. And I think the comparison that's being made is that this is something that we have. Hip hop is something that African-Americans made on their own. Something that we can that no one can debate. No one in this world can debate where hip-hop started and who started that thing. It was African Americans. Now, is there nuance within that creation? Yes. Were some of these pioneers, you know, descendants of immigrants, Jamaican immigrants, Haitian immigrants, you know, Dominican immigrants. Yes, yes, yes. They made that on American soil and they certainly certainly claim their Americanness. And you've heard that come throughout their music and their experiences and their influences. So this is something that we have created that is authentically ours, just like so many other genres. Now, let's have a history lesson, right? One thing that you will find that I find so crazy is that you will see that So many, so many times in history, there has been spots and spaces taken by white faces. And one of those spaces was taken by a woman who essentially was a a pioneer of the sound of rock and roll, early rock and roll, when it was still kind of very raw and very down home. Big Mama Thornton is someone I want everyone to Google understand who this woman is and you will see that she has a song that you have heard before and this song being hound dog popularized by not only then quote-unquote the king of rock and roll elvis presley the song was just written by you know i believe two jewish men and essentially it was not her song but she essentially did these things and you'll read all these different things about how they wrote the song, so they are you know coined in creating this sound as well and blah 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 blah. Bullshit. This woman has this song first. She sang this song first. This song obviously grew to regional fame. It had the had the chops to grow past that point and grow to an even higher height and truly, truly send it up to all heavens. But they gave it to this white man who eventually essentially consistently kept doing those things, taking on the mannerisms of Chuck Berry, taking on the mannerisms of so many other black artists and sounds and and just looks of all these different black artists taking their space, taking their space in a time where there was not social media, where these things are not announced, where things are left in the dark, where people are paid off. So much fuck shit occurred, but also you have situations where you have situations where, you know, you have crazy, the craziest of things to occur. And when I say crazy, I mean, when I say crazy, I do mean that it's been so often that we've had to see white people play in roles. That were originally meant for black people, and I think that's something that we have to address. We have to address that. But I, I want to continue this, continue this conversation by bringing up a Huff Post article where they gave twenty-five times white actors have played people of color, and no one really gave a shit. Think blackface and yellowface are thing of the past. Get ready to cringe. This is written by HuffPost in their Latin Voices section. And this was published literally in February of 2016. Updated in February of 2017. You have Angelina Jolie playing Marianne Pearl, who Essentially, she was is based on the real life ordeal of the journalist Marianne Pearl after her husband, Daniel, a journalist for the Wall Street Journal, is kidnapped and later murdered by Pakistani militants. Very interesting and very big on the culture. Certainly something you would think they would get just right. But they didn't. Ben Affleck plays Antonio J. Mendez. In the film, Argo is based on the real life work of top level CIA operative Antonio Mendez, who helped orchestrate the rescue of six American hostages in Iran in 1980. Understand that when you and he won the one Academy Award for Best Picture for this role, by the way. And Antonio Mendez, if you didn't realize, is a Mexican-American. And Ben Affleck is what? mixed European descent my thing is that you have these roles you have these stories that want to be greenlit and if I get money I get how the industry works I get that you have to green light these stories by attaching bigger names to these things but the fact of the matter is is that accuracy is the most important thing when it comes to telling stories about people of color you have to be accurate. We have to be accurate. We have to be accurate because people have all rights to be offended. Now, this next one is very offensive, being Joseph Fiennes as Michael Jackson. Essentially, in 2016, a British TV-based show alleged a road trip that Elizabeth Taylor, Michael Jackson, and Marlon Brando took from New York City to Los Angeles after September 11th terrorist attack. Essentially, it was a comedy, I believe, where he played, essentially, he was in blackface. Kinda. <laughs> but it's still fucked up. Continuing the list by Mickey Rooney as Mr. Uni Ashi. So fucked up. Uh, one that I really can't stand is Lawrence Olivier as Othello. Love the story of Othello, even though it's kind of fucked up, too. Um, written by Shakespeare and. Lauren, I want you to just Google what Lawrence Olivier looks like and what the hell he looked like as Othello, too. Golly, they gave the man a perm. My girl would love to hear about this. And something that we talk about all the time is Natalie Wood as Maria of the West Side Story. Johnny Depp is Tonto. You have Catherine Hepburn as Jade, which is a Japanese character. One of the most famous renditions of whitewashing was Elizabeth Taylor as Cleopatra. And the list goes on. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Understand that when I say that. That there is no way, shape, in hell that I would come to defense of this white woman. there's just no way there's no reason to come into defense of this white woman historically within america's history we have seen the fragility of white women being this thing to protect they are too fragile to defend themselves they are too too everything to just defend themselves they didn't know they weren't in a place to free the slaves they had to watch it happen they are. They are oppressed as well. And this is no shade. But you have to understand the place in history that we're looking at and our vantage point. No one wants to shade the oppression that you've gone through. But the fact of the matter is, is that you were in a house going through that oppression while we were in a shack. It's not about whose oppression is worse, whose oppression is the most deepest thing to go through. But the fact of the matter is is that white women have been living a very interesting, cushiony, oppressed life within America for a very long time. And we just can't have that. It's the thing that shouldn't be a thing. We should not go to the defense of people who should be our allies because why our allies should be qualified enough to defend themselves. And if she didn't have anything to say about that, she has the job. She's doing the role. This is a discussion that I believe that she should have added her points to. Because I think it's vital. It is important. It is. But like I said, she has a job. No one's no one was rooting and signing petition for her to lose a job but we were having a conversation on something that we can't control that continues to happen things that are out of our control and within the hands of a few, several black people and other people control and because they chose her. She got their co-sign from Chuck D. That was all she needed. But I'll close with this. To have an ally is one thing, but in being an ally, we have, they have to understand their place. And your place is an ally is to support. What are you ally? What are you being an ally for? For literally the uplifting of black people. I'm talking very specific. I'm not even just talking about minorities. I'm talking about black people. Because Timothy Ann is a person who wants to uphold and authenticate and curate something that is very deeply rooted with black culture I don't care what you have to say about how hip hop was founded what hip hop is this what hip hop is that hip hop has forever and forever will be black Blackity, black black and I have a theory that it's almost nearly impossible for it not forever to become just all white they need the refresh they don't understand the, the, the deep rootedness of how far hip-hop goes now i appreciate timothy ann for being a person who goes and does these things that she does because obviously does it well but i can care less about her getting this role because i think about just as dj DJ chubby swag says was there anyone else which is a question that we must ask not only in roles of museum curators but Politicians, bosses, leaders and movers and shakers in general, we have to ask these questions as an ally. You are in a place of support, support, support. You're not the main character, you're the supporting role. And the biggest, 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 biggest part about being an ally is teaching those that look like you make mirror make other people mirror your behavior make others do what you do make others that are white timothy if you hear this make others do as you are doing and for all the black individuals who essentially came to her aid that's what you should have said and I can't control the minds of other people and the opinions of other people. You are entitled to your opinion, but you don't look as smart as I know you guys to be because it's not helping us for us to be on this backwards inclusiveness, this backwards diversity, this reverse diversity role and mindset. We, we can't be talking about diversity. It's a black museum that is literally diverse, bro that is the point that is the point we cannot be on bullshit with this it is the only one of the largest one of the most important and one of the probably the most heavily curated and funded black museums centered around black people in America and their culture and yet we have a white face in that space that's a problem it's going to continue to be a problem there's so many white there's so many white faces in so many spaces that should be filled by black people black people don't own their music don't own their own IP for so many different industries and that's a problem that's a problem we are music we are hip-hop we are so many things but yet we have to go and ask someone to go get certain things done I'm with T- J- DJ Chubby Swag when it comes to this valid question to be asked. Was there anyone else? And if there wasn't, I have a lot of work to do. But I ha, ha, highly doubt that there was. It was no one that could fill the role. But that's your special delivery for this Monday. I hope, I hope, I hope you've gotten something great from that. A lot of special things coming up. Certainly, certainly, certainly check out all the things. If you don't know now, you know, you can listen to the Simply King podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available from Google Play to Apple Podcasts to SoundCloud to TuneIn Radio, the Stitcher app. Um, Every single place you can find it except for Spotify. But this is coming soon. Trust me when you when I know you will know understand that follow me everywhere as kings underscore memoirs and make sure you leave a review um, you can follow me everywhere um, but make sure you leave a review on Apple podcast I would love to share some of the reviews and ratings on the show um, certainly let's keep the discussion going go to the Simply King podcast Facebook page and let me know what you think let me know what you think about real allyship I really want to know how you guys feel about this. Are your white friends really out here doing it right? And is this what side of the uh, of the opinion are you really sitting on? Are you sitting on the role of she can do what she needs to do because she's the most qualified? You always should go with who's the most qualified or should we always fill these black cultural roles with black faces? You heard what I had to say. Let me know what you got to say. All right, let's keep it going. This is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. I am Rodney Perry, and this is Simply King. Peace.